Hello, and welcome to the July 16 episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from around the law firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on transport infrastructures in Angola and Senegal, the pipeline and rail link connecting Mozambique and Zimbabwe, the enactment of a mining code in Timor-Leste, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start off this week's episode with news from Angola, where the government approved a plan to improve the business environment in the country. The plan, devised under PRODESI, the program to support production, export diversification and import substitution, includes a list of key operations to be carried out by April 2022 and aims to improve Angola's position in the Doing Business Ranking, published by the World Bank. In addition, the government will now be able to negotiate incentives with national and foreign investors, which alongside a tax incentive in place will allow for greater flexibility and encourage private investment. There's also news on transport infrastructure, with the government stating that it's confident the construction of the new Luanda International Airport will be resumed. The project has active financing of 1.4 billion US dollars, which should allow for the conclusion of the engineering phase of the project within 12 months. Announced, too, were the four lines of the new Luanda surface metro, with a total of 149 kilometers, which will connect several key points of the city. The project will be developed as a public-private partnership, with construction to begin in early 2022. The conclusion of the Barra do Dante Ocean Terminal will also rely on investment from the Africa Finance Corporation, which is looking to invest in other projects in Angola, such as the Free Trade Zone of Barra do Dante, the Soyo Refinery and the Lobito Refinery, for which the international public tender recently took place. The refinery, located in the vicinity of the deepwater port of Lobito, the Bengala Railway and the future Angola-Zambia pipeline, will have a processing capacity of 200,000 barrels of oil per day. The public tender is scheduled to be completed by December 2021, with the final investment decision expected to be made in March 2022. However, investors' interest in Angola has gone beyond oil and gas as the country continues to diversify its economy. An illustration of this is the new platform set up by the U.S. Chamber of of commerce for firms to work together and find investment opportunities in Angola, pulling in new investors. Following the UK's exit from the European Union, Cameroon recently ratified a stepping stone agreement towards a bilateral economic partnership with the UK. The agreement will safeguard and boost trade between the two countries by allowing mutual preferential access to their markets. In eastern Cameroon, the main timber production area in the country, 224 hectares of land is being offered to interested investors by the Industrial Zones Development and Management Authority. The announcement was made just months before the CEMAC ban on exports of raw timber comes to effect in January 2022. The Raveyard Irrigation Dam project was launched in Côte d'Ivoire. The $5 million US dollar project, financed by the African Development Bank and the government of Côte d'Ivoire, entails the construction of a dam and the development of 125 hectares of downstream land used for rice farming. Retaining 8 million cubic meters of water over 262 hectares, the project will play a crucial role in solving water supply issues in the agricultural and agro-industrial sectors. 
Meanwhile, in Gabon, French investment company Meridium and its partner Gabon Power Company have just completed financing for the construction of the Kingeli Aval Hydroelectric Dam thanks to the support of the African Development Bank and the International Finance Corporation. The dam will have a hydroelectric power station with a capacity of 35 megawatts and an annual production of 205 gigawatt hours, equivalent to 13% of the electricity consumed in the city of Libreville. The hydroelectric plant should contribute to the replacement of existing energy-producing facilities while reducing CO2 emissions by more than 150,000 tons. Mozambique's government has shown itself to be extremely optimistic towards the electrification program set in motion in the country. The program Energy for All, intended to secure universal access to electrical power, is expected to bring electricity to 10 million Mozambican households by 2024, with 500 new consumers connected to the national grid every day. British company Coven Energy Limited has tabled an 850 million US dollar investment proposal to build Zimbabwe's second fuel pipeline, linking Zimbabwe to Baida in Mozambique. As part of a long-term plan, the company also wants to connect a pipeline to South Africa, Botswana, Zambia, Malawi, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo. In addition, Mozambique will be connected to Zimbabwe via dedicated rail developed by Unitrans Africa, which is looking to promote trade opportunities for both countries, the project will play a key role in promoting the port of Maputo to its global and African trade partners. In Portugal, Repsol will make an investment of 657 million euros to increase the industrial complex in Singe, the largest foreign industrial investment made in Portugal in the last 10 years. Repsol foresees that the two new industrial units will be up and running in 2025 and will have the capacity to produce 300,000 tons of fully recyclable polymeric materials per year, while also creating 275 new jobs. Portuguese company EDP Renovaves has joined forces with Spanish Reganosa to create a green energy hub in Galicia, Spain, with a total installed capacity of 1 gigawatt in a 780 million euro investment, creating 400 direct jobs and more than 7,000 indirect jobs. The project includes the construction of a hydrogen production plant with a production capacity of more than 14,000 tons of hydrogen per year, as well as an energy storage system with an installed capacity of 570 megawatts. Turning to the Republic of the Congo, a comprehensive gas master plan will be launched at the highly anticipated African Energy Week 2021. With approximately 284 billion cubic feet of proven gas reserves in the country, the launch of the plan is expected to present high-level investors with a lucrative investment opportunity. Senegal is set to receive a 119 million US dollar loan from the ECOWAS Bank for Investment and Development to finance three transport infrastructure projects. The projects concern both road and rail transport infrastructure, particularly the upgrading of the corridor connecting Mali and Senegal and the construction of a bridge at the railway terminus of the Blaise Diagne International Airport. Timor-Leste has taken a significant step forward with the approval of a new mining code, which will enter into force in December 2021. After several years of preparation, the new legal framework is expected to attract a necessary investment for the mining sector, unquestionably a strategic sector for the country. The new code governs all aspects of the exploration of mineral resources and defines rules on the right to access and occupy land, as well as the environmental and fiscal regimes applicable to the sector. The code also establishes that the National Petroleum and Minerals Authority will act as the regulating authority for the mining sector, in charge of monitoring, supervising and regulating the mining activities carried out in the country. 
We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us again then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.